in a news update on May the 1st, 2023, Monday morning edition, hour number three. Continuing on with the Alex Jones Show with Sunday Night Live edition, being re-recorded on the 1st of May. Where you're listening in enjoyment. Okay, so, so that's good for that's good for Milo. We'll be back with hey, hey, our number three, broadcasting and, 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 on XM Radio and across all podcasting platforms is, where you can find our I'm content. You simply type in top headlines, national and international so news. And talk about it, but, but, uh, uh, just, and that's how you find us. Like Thanks this. a lot for listening Folks, to us. This is Michael DeSilva from the Freedom Network. I mean, I'm not going to speak for We'll be right back with our three. And the one thing that I like from Vivek that I wish we to get more of is there is a call for unity saying, hey, let's have these debates and discussions together without destroying ourselves. We should all be concerned about where the country goes from here, no matter who gets in the office. And that's like you don't say that in politics. You don't say that when you're running for an election. And Vivek is saying that because I think he really believes in this country and he really wants to help it. Monday morning, whether he ever becomes president or not. So let's, let's, let's not ignore Vivek's campaign. I think there's there's good stuff to be had there. But let's go back out to the phone lines, and we're getting your opinions on all of this. Hootie. Hootie in FEMA Region 4. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello? Hi. Uh, yes. The uh, this uh, I mean, he's controlled by uh, his wife. And you really need to look at her. But we all need to understand that there's an imminent restructuring, uh, re- restructuring of the U.S. government. And within that process, the restructuring of the intelligence community. And everything, there, there's a lot of stuff getting ready to happen right now. It's all going to be... Uh, controlled and I mean there's white how white hats in the government right now and we're uh, we're seeing all May this 1st, happening before our eyes Monday morning and everybody's going to be awakened very soon well uh, you're speaking kind of generally there what do you mean DeSantis is controlled by his wife what do you mean by that from around the world um uh, well, you have to look into her history, but uh, she, DeSantis, has um, ties to blood diamonds and um, to other deep state skull and bones and all that stuff. Uh, we have to look at all this, and and don't get me wrong, I voted for DeSantis, and. Are you in Florida? The last, I am. And he, uh, you know, I voted for him, and I hope that he does the right thing. And um, people can change, you know. I mean, I've made a bazillion mistakes in my life, and um, I've changed, and I've come to the conclusions of the truth, and... We can all, and I hope he does too, uh, we can all change and make the right decisions. Well, there's no denying, though. You would admit Ron DeSantis has been a great governor for Florida, maybe the greatest in his time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
So, but um, he wouldn't, why would he be doing that if he's controlled opposition? So it's like, let's, let's make Ron DeSantis the greatest of all time and then try to do a bait and switch once they vote him into office? Um, well, he's, there's some bad stuff. And uh, when you look at it, you know, uh, the deep state will put this stuff out there. Well, look, all I'm going to say is this, and I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to believe, and I understand that the world is so crazy and so corrupt that it's easier to believe some things that you might otherwise not believe just because the reality is so insane, but I, I have to tell you, as somebody that's, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and act May like 1st, I'm, I'm you know, behind the curtain with the Monday Wizard of Oz, but I mean, I know, I know people, I talk to people, I've got a pretty good idea of what goes on, and it's like when people come up to me and they, they try to explain to me how Alex Jones has controlled opposition, and, and I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I know Alex extremely well, there's very few people on earth that know Alex like I know Alex, and you can sit here and point out flaws of Alex Jones all day if you want. He's not controlled. Like, he, he can barely even control his own life, okay? And so all I'm saying is you just got to be careful out there with what you believe. And I'm not saying that to be critical of the caller here. I see it all the time, and believe me, I get it. I've, I've, I've fallen for it before. But just because there's this report out there about DeSantis or just because somebody says this about DeSantis or you read this about DeSantis or whatever doesn't mean he's controlled opposition. I don't believe that to be the case. Maybe the establishment Republicans want to use him against Trump, but I can't, I don't want to fall into this everybody's controlled opposition mindset because we got to, there's good people out there. In fact, there's more good people than bad people. And if once good people start getting into power and changing things and shaking things up and doing the right things and we just say, oh, it's all controlled opposition, well, then there's never going to be a good person to step up and do anything because what would be the point? So, so I'm just telling you, people come up to me just fully convinced about this about Alex or that about Alex or they know this and I'm just telling you I know all that's not true and so I don't know DeSantis personally but it's like you call in about his wife DeSantis's wife in the last three years has I believe had a child maybe two defeated breast cancer and been a very loyal and productive wife of Ron DeSantis and so you call in and you talk about his wife to me, his wife appears to be radio, nothing but an angel. Where you can find but it's like, oh, I guess if I saw this thing about her on the internet, maybe that would change my mind. So we just got to be careful. Not everybody's controlled opposition. There are good people out there. Even some of our best fighters are going to make mistakes, like Donald Trump. Doesn't mean he's controlled opposition. Ron DeSantis is not controlled opposition. These are actually good people that are trying to help America. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes. Hootie, thanks for the call. Let's go to Vinny in New York. Vinny, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Owen? Good. Thanks for the call. Thank you, man. Um, as far as Trump, I this is what I truly believe. I believe that he's being demonized so bad by the mainstream media, the establishment, everything like that, because he was their own technique against them. He was an insider. He infiltrated the top and then took it out. Hey, Vinny, I'm having a real tough time hearing you. I don't know if you've got a bad phone or if you can maybe speak directly into it. Can you hear me now? I'll, we'll give it another try, but it's real It's real bad, but go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Did, can you hear me now better? Just just fire away. All right. Um, I believe this, this is what I'm to be no 
that the mainstream media and the establishment and the deep state is going after Trump so bad is because he used their own technique against them. He used the fifth column technique against them and then came to the side of the page. Well, and that's why they took his Twitter account away. And now in his stubborn obstinance, he's probably lost millions of dollars on his Truth Social account, which is great. Good for him. He built a, he built a social media account. But now what he says and does, which would have gotten millions of impressions on Twitter, is getting maybe 10% of what it once did. Right. Um, and as far as him being an insider before, I, I know that he knows things about the campus. That's why he's putting out what he puts out. What, are you talking about that old image of DeSantis with, like, the, the young girls or something? Um, no, I'm talking about um, the rant that he um, he went off on on Truth Social about um, DeSantis with relation, relationships or something like that. He, he knows about DeSantis a lot more than anybody else does. This is what I truly believe. And, you know, as far as DeSantis saying... His idol is George W. Bush. That's disturbing. George H. W. Bush. That's disturbing. That's eh, really that one doesn't disturb me too much. I'm not too disturbed about that. I wouldn't put too much. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet too much on that. I mean, did you see the interview? No, I have not watched the interview. Actually. So exactly, and and this is kind of the same as the last caller. I'm not trying to be critical of the callers, folks. I, I I've learned a lot. Okay, I, I've learned a lot from being in media. I, I've learned a lot from being here at Infowars for almost. I, I, what are we on, like seven or eight years now? And so, and I get it. I'm, I'm more obsessed with this stuff than you guys are. And so, it, it's like the same thing with the DeSantis. I support George H.W. or George H.W. Bush is my idol. DeSantis is sitting on, he's at some event. He's like on a red carpet deal at some event. He's not prepared for an interview. Somebody asks him five, ten questions. One of them is, who do you idolize? He says, George H.W. Bush because I think Bush was president at the time and he probably just had a meeting with him or something. So let, let's, let's not freak out here just because he said he likes George H.W. Bush. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, it's, it's like the same thing with, oh, DeSantis is, it's like, hey, let's just relax for a second. Not everybody is controlled opposition or not everything everybody says is a sign or a secret or like Tulsi Gabbard doing the mountain logo, like she's part of the Illuminati. Let's all just calm down, all right? And this is coming from InfoWars, who've we've crossed every barrier, we've climbed every every wall, we've we've bled out on the barbed wire while everyone else crawls over our dead corpse to cover the news that we bled out covering. Let's just keep our heads on straight, because now we are in control of the narrative, and so we have to learn how to be better at that. This is not something we asked for. But it's the old saying, you speak truth to power. Vinny, thanks for the call. Let's go to John in Kansas. John, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Ellie. Nice to talk to you. Hi, I thanks for calling. Can you take me off speaker, please? Yes, sir. I want to say I'm a longtime supporter, and I've, I've supported the InfoWars financially as much as I can. Appreciate that. Um, the thing I wanted to talk about mainly is Article 22 of the Constitution. Uh, Amendment 22 of the Constitution says no person shall be elected to the office of the president more than twice. Trump still claims he won the 2020 election. 
So all Democrats have to do if he wins the 2024 election is say, hey, we just found evidence that you actually did win the 2020 election and you can't be president again according to the Constitution. John, I, I mean, I like this. I like the outside. It. I like the outside the box thinking, but I mean, how is that going to go down? Well, I don't know. Constitutionally, it'll create a crisis, but I suppose that may throw it into where the Congress has to choose the president. But he, if he, if he still claims he won 2020, and we know he won 2016, he's not eligible according to the Constitution of the United States. And the Twenty Second Amendment. Yeah, but, but you're. But, but here's here, here's the problem. Here, here's the problem. He he. We can say that he won, in that he received more votes or whatever. But at the end of the day, he did not get sworn in. He lost. So cheaters cheaters do win, and so the Democrats cheated. They ended up winning. So I don't really think that that uh, I don't really think that that holds water, John. I think all they got to do is to say we just found evidence. It's December, it's a December 5th of 2024. We just found the evidence that Donald Trump won. Therefore, he's been president this whole time, and we need to inaugurate him to office right now. But the 20th of January, he can't take office. And they'll throw some people under the bus and put him in prison just to keep him from being president. That's my opinion. I think it's a good chance that'll happen. May not. Well, anyway, I would say, I, I, I would say of all the different variables, if I was going to... If I was an odds maker of all the different variables, this is just being introduced to me, uh, John, I would say you're going off at about a 1,000 to 1 shot on that. So if you can find someone to take that bet, it might pay off highly. Uh, however, I think that that is actually a very slim chance. I don't see why they would admit they stole the election and just admitting that they stole it right before they have another one, like they're going to use that to keep Trump out of office another four years. I don't think that's going to hold up. So... Um, I like the outside-the-box thinking, short, uh, certainly. However, I, I think that that's a very slim chance. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mark in Washington. Mark, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, and right out of the box, let me say that if people aren't buying the uh, toothpaste that Alex Jones uh, selling in the stores, they're making a mistake. I've tried both. I'm going to order a whole bunch of turmeric tonight. Uh, that toothpaste is exceptional, as is the water filter as is the air filter, as is X2, as is DNA Force Plus. Uh, so let me put those plugs out there. Thank you. Second thing, I wanted to say that uh, uh, your front end uh, description and logic surrounding voting for Trump is dead nuts on as far as I'm concerned. I will never vote for DeSantis. I won't do it. So I will vote for Trump without hesitation if he's a candidate. But I want to put my dream ticket out there, and it kind of parrots what Rosie was saying. Michael Flynn understands the deep state and where the dead bodies are buried. And I think Tulsi Gabbard as a vice presidential candidate, whether it's with Michael Flynn or with Donald Trump, will give us a victory lock. Well, I think if we're looking at this from a roster depth chart perspective, Forget about Republican or Democrat. Let's talk about people that are anti-establishment. Let's talk about people that understand the deep state and the threats to it and that love America. And so we're throwing out names now that come from all different sides of the aisle, all different uh, persuasions. Tulsi Gabbard, Mike Flynn, Donald Trump, some of the names that are being thrown out here. Um, and so 
This is definitely the roster. This is definitely the depth chart when it comes to national leadership that's anti-establishment. How this is going to shake down as far as who's going to be president, vice president on the ticket. I, I just think that you can't, you don't want to overwhelm the system now. And I think somebody like Tulsi Gabbard understands that. I don't think she wants to get too politically involved right now. She's kind of maintaining a profile uh, with going on Tucker Carlson every once in a while. I think she's even, maybe has even special guest hosted for Tucker Carlson before. And I don't know if she would want to tie herself politically to Donald Trump. I think Michael Flynn would be your much better chance or option at this point. But really what you're looking at is Trump has to get in for a redemption run and he has to be committed to draining the swamp, taking out the deep state. That, that, that just has to happen. And Flynn would probably have more gusto behind him because he's also been attacked by the deep state. And then once you have that, that just blows the door wide open for others that are anti-establishment to come in and make waves like a Tulsi Gabbard. So I don't know if she really wants to get involved at this point. I think she's kind of sitting and waiting in the wings to see what comes next. But uh, she certainly is the brand. She's certainly the anti-establishment brand that is kind of, I mean, at this point, you can't even run as a Democrat and be anti-establishment. They'll crush you. But uh, I don't think Gabbard's going to come out and announce that she's a Republican anytime soon either. Although maybe, maybe that's her next move. But uh, it's going to be fun to see who wants to cozy up to Donald Trump and then who Donald Trump is going to pick. Do not forget the name Vivek. I'm telling you, do not underestimate, do not underestimate the role that Vivek is going to have in this election cycle. Believe me. Thanks for the call, Mark. Let's go to Frank in Montana. Frank, you're on InfoWars Sunday Night Live. Go ahead. Thank you. God bless you, sir. And I, um, I sell the DEA 30 years. Everything I'm telling you is, is true. Folks, is the truth. First of all, thank you for your courage and, and what you guys are doing for America. We love you and we pray for you all the time. Thank you. I'm just going to say a few creative comments, and then I want to. I have something to say uh, directly to Carrie Lake, and we're going live on this. Uh, first of all, uh, I think you guys should have pet food. I think you should get Mushu, put her face on, a, on some some pet food and start selling some pet products because uh, all natural pet uh, products would be really good. Oh my gosh, uh, Frank. <laughs> there's already, first of all, Frank callers are already legendary, okay, on the on the InfoWars lines. So now Frank from Montana, the Mushu's cat food. Mushu's organic cat food. Frank, you might be onto something. Mr. Kent, so let me get down to the serious stuff now. You are right about General Flynn will watch Trump's back. And they'll be smoking some butt. Uh, they, they, they would be a dynamite team. I think that's, that's where it's going to go. Now, another thing about Alex, Alex should run just to get on the debate stage and chew some butt. You know, Alex would tear him up just, just, to, just to get on the stage, and then he could just continue his job. Uh, all right, now, we're gonna, I'm going to get right down to this. Everything I'm telling you, uh, FBI, CIA, all you guys listening, take your notes. Uh, this is a message to Carrie Lake. Dear Carrie, we love you. Uh, here we go. Uh, the biggest problem right now in America with the voter fraud is in Arizona. Just get a court order to look at me, Familia Vota's record, their data file and the paper. Okay. Hector Sanchez Barba. Hector Sanchez Barba is the head of Planned Parenthood. Uh, he's an evil uh, SOB, and they sell dead baby parts and fluids all over the 
cosmetic companies. Anyway, he's a member of Sinaloa Cartel. He started Me Familia Votes a long time ago and funded by the Democrats and Soros. 100%. Yeah, and by the and, way, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but there, there's another story that I have not covered because it's so it, it, it's so crazy and it's just kind of out there. But there's some weird organ harvesting thing happening now, and they're sending organs uh, out of Republican states and into Democrat states. And so there's something weird going on with organ harvesting right now in the U.S. So, I, look, I don't want to discourage people from being an organ donor. It definitely saves lives. But you got to be careful. There is massive organ harvesting happening right now, and there was some story coming out. All these Democrat states are claiming that they're short on organs, and so now they got the priority, and, like, livers and all this stuff are being sent to these Democrat-run states. Very fishy stuff. I'm sorry, Frank. wanted to mention that. Get back to your point. All right, Kerry, dear Kerry Lake, do this. One simple court order. Stand in front of the judge and say, we, the American people, want to look at the records of me, Familia Vota. Uh, it, it interferes with Texas, too. Me family votes headquarters are in Arizona. We know that ballot harvesting was passed. That's okay. We ain't talking about the, the legal ballot harvesting. We're talking about the legal fraudulent criminal activity of Hector Sanchez Barba. Uh, he is a uh, Senate law cartel member, and I told you, head of Planned Parenthood, they sell baby parts and sign over your fluid to cosmetic companies. But anyway, let's talk about Arizona. Number one, they uh, just audit that their records. Make them show the data files and all the paperwork, and you win. Because millions of votes moved around from California to the seven states. I got it all memorized. I'm not looking at anything. I worked on this for 11 years, and the FBI, I've already talked to them. And here it goes uh, Arizona, Texas, California, New, uh, Nevada, New Mexico, and even Florida. Me, Familia Vota, submit votes all the time. And the Secretary of State, they do not inspect it. So whatever they just give in, hand in, that, that's what counts. Carrie Lake, dear Carrie Lake, subtract the fraudulent new family of voters, uh, votes and then file a RICO statute. Well, I'm, I'm doing it right now. American, American people, FBI, are you listening? RICO. That means all you need for a RICO case is to, is, to prove, is to say that the money was transferred over state lines to commit crime. Hector Sanchez Barber uh, and, and Adrian Fontes. I was a friend of, of uh, Brian Terry. Okay. Adrian Fontes defended the killer that murdered Brian Harris. He is not qualified to be dog catcher. Put that count the Secretary of State's vote. Put well, Kerry Lake does have an important Supreme Court decision looming. Well, actually, no, the Supreme Court decided they're going to do a verification of the vote signatures. Uh, so that is giving her campaign hope. Uh, but that's the latest development. Second hour of InfoWars Sunday Night Live, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. You heard the callers raving about the new turmeric toothpaste at InfoWarsStore.com. It is selling out quickly. Find out what all the excitement is about by going to InfoWarsStore.com and getting yourself a tube to experience why the audience loves Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste. Triple action makes your gums feel super formula exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. All right, we're going to keep taking your phone calls. And we now go to Keating in New York City. Keating, you're on the air. Go ahead. Mr. Troy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. You know, I just want to change the subject real quick. Have you seen the movie Get Out? It's a Jordan Peele movie. Um, I don't know, guys. Put it on the screen. I I'm not sure. 
Well, I mean, if, if you've seen the commercials, it kind of looks like one of those Amazon films where it's like, you know, white people bad kind of scenario where this uh, African-American gentleman goes. Oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. And they like steal this soul or something. I, I've not seen it, no. I, I know what you're talking about. It's on the screen. Yeah, no, I've not seen yeah. it. Well, good, good, really good film. And I think it went under the radar because it really feels like it's going after the deep state and the globalist and the leftist, you know? And they're just completely unaware of the messaging of the film. So I really recommend the audience check that out. Are you telling me I need to do a movie review and correct the record on this? I'd like, yeah, I'd actually do that. If you could do that, that would be fantastic. You know, I, you know I, if there were 48 hours in the day. But I've been meaning to do movie reviews at rumble.com slash Owen, just as kind of a, just a different, different thing to do there. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'll start with Get Out. I have to watch it first, though. Check it out, definitely. And um, just jump back on the whole Trump, the Daniels thing. I'm a big Trump guy. I felt, you know, when we were there uh, on January 6th, we kind of got left in the wind. But um, I'm still supporting him. But I still am not convinced that we're going to have a free and fair election. So I think this conversation really is a good point if we just, you know, we, we're going to go through, through the same thing we saw last year, you know? Totally, totally understand that. Yeah, all I thought I got, man, and Alex Jones for president. That's all. There it is. Alex Jones for president. Has that been a... Alex would have to do this. It would obviously work better. But did... Alex Jones for president, is that... Has anybody tried to get that hashtag trending on Twitter? Hashtag Alex Jones for president? Maybe Elon Musk would then put his account back up. Alex Jones for president. Hashtag Alex Jones for president. Maybe we'll get Alex to do that tomorrow. Hey, let's go to Roxy in California. Roxy, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we've got you. Okay, awesome. Let me put that picture on the speaker. This going to be better. Give me one second. Sorry, nervous. <laughs> All right, take a deep breath now. <laughs> All right, hold on. Ah! Can wow. you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, do you do we need to get you a uh, a manual on how to operate the phone, Roxy? <laughs> no, you know, I put a headset on just in case because I just didn't want it to go. I wrote everything down because I was on hold for Alex, but he left. But you know, because he goes so fast and it's my first time calling, I just didn't want it to miss a point. But I'm, I'm very happy to talk to you too, and I listen to both. I'm actually fairly new to what what shall we say? You know, on your show or you know, being a, people call it awake or aware of what's going on. So um, kind of interesting, you know, never, I was like a normie, what's called normie. But anyway, to my point uh, regarding uh, Trump, I, I did hear a, a caller earlier mentioning how uh, he thought that 15 minute cities was similarly to what Trump wanted to do with the new city. Yeah, he called and it the freedom city. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree a little bit with that caller because I think on your show, I remember you played, you were with uh, the lawyer Barnes, Robert Barnes. You guys did a video of how, like, in the Middle East, they want to create a new city that's, like, really long. And you guys just were saying that it was cool. Technology was just so fully with different. You're talking about in Saudi Arabia, I, what do they call it? The wall or something? It's like this gigantic, the line. It's like a gigantic, yes. like a, it's like a gigantic wall skyscraper type thing. And it's going to be essentially, I guess, what they call self-sustaining or self-sustainable or whatever. Right. So, I mean, it probably, I don't know if that would look 
or is that would mesh over here similarly, but I think the concept is similar. So I don't know. You know, it's funny because my husband doesn't like Trump, and you know, I I think he's the lesser of the two evils. So we tend to get like you know, not fighting, but we bicker about it. You know, like you know, is Biden better or hit? You know, it's just interesting, right? So I, I just obviously we don't. I know that Trump is a little bit of a better person. I have to think that because at least he's not a career politician. But um, you're talking about compared to Biden. He's not a career politician. Biden. I mean, well, Trump I also is, don't have you know 40 different videos of Trump molesting children like I have of Joe Biden. So there's that. Right. I mean, there's like a. I don't have a I don't I don't have an Ivanka I don't have an Ivanka Trump diary where she's talking about how her father would inappropriately shower with her and that made her a sex addict. Uh, no, that's <laughs> Ashley Biden's diary, actually. Right, right, but you know, on that same thread, though, I don't really trust Ivanka because I mean they were part of that elite, you know, crowd in New York and. Oh, and they you, definitely you know, they wanted to fit people. in. Yeah, they her and Jared yeah. wanted to be in with the in crowd, no doubt. Yeah, so, like, I think that, you know, I don't know if they're putting out there that he doesn't want his father to run, just kind of, like, to put that at the front so people, because they're very aware that nobody really likes her husband. So they could be just, it's, it's just market, marketing, you know what I mean? Like, they need to be putting that out there so people think, like, oh, you know, this guy, what's his name, like, that we're looking at, that she's married to? Jared Kushner. Um, you know, but, you know, back yeah. back to your subject with the 15-minute cities or the line or Trump calls on the freedom cities. You know, I, I, I kind of have a more, I guess you could say my stance on this is unpopular compared to this audience. And that's that I don't think inherently these things are a bad idea. If you look at our infrastructure, if you look at our technology, it, I mean, the way we live is going to change. I mean, it just, it has to. How long do you want to sit in traffic driving to and from work for the rest of your life? I mean, is that what you want to do the rest of your life? I mean, don't get me wrong. The grid cities that we've built and the roads and everything in downtown, the great metropolis, that we, the, all the sprawling metropolises that we have here. It's great. It's worked. But in case you haven't noticed, the infrastructure is collapsing. The public transit is collapsing. The roads are filled with potholes. You sit in traffic for hours. So really, we don't think we can improve that? Like, really, that's 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 it for civilization? That's as far as we're going to get? That's as far as it's going to go? No, I don't think so. We're going to have new technology. We're going to have new engineering. And we're going to have new ways that cities look and feel. Now, I don't want to live in New York City. At this point, I don't even like going to New York City, unfortunately. Used to love it as a kid. Visit friends, whatever. Take a trip. Loved it. Now, not so much. I can never live in New York City. Some people love it. They want to live in New York City. They love living in New York City. They love being able to walk out their apartment and go to the grocery store, walk out their apartment, get on the train, go to work. They love it. They love that life. That's always going to be there. So if we're going to build new cities with new technology and new engineering and new infrastructure and all of it, that is not inherently a bad thing. We have to realize the, the current power structure wants us to go into these cities under their control. That's the trick. We cannot buy into the CBDC. We cannot buy into the social credit score. We can't buy into the carbon footprint, carbon credit score. That's the issue here. We are going to advance. We are humans. That's what we do. We build new technologies. We innovate. We engineer. It usually ends up better. Problem is with the technology, all these backdoor traps are being set for us to become slaves. That's the trick.
So I don't mind Trump talking about freedom cities or whatever this concept is. Let's let's build. Instead of taking $100 billion and giving it to Ukraine, let's develop a brand new city in the outskirts of Arizona or something else. And let's test it out. Let's see what it can look like. Let's see what works. Let's see what doesn't. So I'm not inherently against that. Um, but that's because I understand how the technology could be used against us if we do fully embrace it and not understand that. However, I'm not a Luddite. And I think that it's it, we're past our time, if you will, for humans to engineer, innovate and change the way cities look. It's just it's too much now. And that's and that's part of this is the traffic, the the population density, figuring out how to deal with it. So that's fine. But that doesn't mean we have to become slaves to some system. That doesn't mean we have to buy into some larger control system just because we want to have new cities, new infrastructures, new new engineering, new technology, all of it. That's not how this is going to go. Roxy, thanks for the call. Let's go to, is it Tove? I think I'm saying it right. Tove in Ontario. You're on the air. Hi, Owen. Yes, uh, we talked in the summer. That's exactly how you pronounce it. Um, first of all, I want to say... That beard is frickin' awesome. Uh, anyway, the uh, what I want to say is about Trump. I grew up. I'm a bit way, fair bit older than you, so I grew up when he was having his affair with Marla Maples. I always found him to be obnoxious and all these problems. But however, when he ran for president in 2015, I liked the fact that he was who he was because he stuck it to the. Uh, the, um, what do you call it, the... Uh... The deep state, the globalists, the career right, politicians. Exactly. And, and And here's what it is, too. And, and you know, people got to understand this. You know, politics, it gets a little up close and personal, but you're not voting for your best friend. You're not voting for your daddy. You're not voting for your neighbor. You're not voting for your pastor. You're not voting for your teacher of your kids. You're voting for president of the United States, Okay. I don't need Donald Trump to be my daddy. I don't need him to be my friend. I don't need him to make me feel good. I need him to run the Absolutely. country and put it first. Absolutely. And here's the thing, okay? The problem is this, and I truly believe this, is that presidents aren't necessarily elected. They're selected. And the, and the problem is, too, is that, as you've seen from the 2020 election, and certainly from the runoff in Georgia, like with Warnock winning, and then later with somebody like Fetterman winning. How are you going to, it's like when I had a gambling problem, I used to go to the casino all the time, and I got to win this money back, I got to win this money back. And I just got deeper and deeper in debt. With the election, trying to elect yourself out of an election problem, I don't know if it's beyond that. And I see the bigger issues right now, um, Obviously, we're on the verge of a nuclear war here. We got to do something quick to stop this. Well, look, and I'm doing a topic-driven show, and and you're 100% right, and it all it all you know fits in together. But no, the West basically just just decided to up the ante, and instead of saying, "All right, let's let's open up a peace negotiation, let's maybe have a brief ceasefire." Instead, John Kirby and the White House said, nope, we're never going to have a ceasefire. And nope, we're never going to listen to peace negotiations. Instead, we're going to put more weapons into the zone. And actually, we're going to send uh, we're going to send uranium munitions, depleted uranium munitions into Ukraine as well. So so instead of trying to step back and lower the temperature, which the West had an opportunity to do, they have now 
doubled and, and cranked that thermostat right up onto the edge, right up onto the edge of the machine exploding. They're tiptoeing around the edge of the volcano. So instead of saying, hey, let's step back, let's lower the temperature here, let's listen to the peace negotiations, maybe have a brief ceasefire, which really Ukraine needs more than anybody, and instead they said, nope, we're going to go the opposite direction. So that, that's a huge, that was a huge story from last week that the media pretty much ignored. Um, so what, what, what would we expect, though? Joe Biden is a disappearing act, and so anything that would highlight that, they don't want you to talk about. Did you see? You, did you see him with Justine on Friday? They gave him a standing O. I wanted to puke. I was so embarrassed of my countrymen. Who? Uh, uh, I call him Justine. Justine uh, Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You got me. You got me on that. <laughs> oh, it gets better, Owen. It gets better. You know how you kind of have a pedophile for a president? Well, we have a pederast. We have a pederast. He was, he had to pay off a 14-year-old when he was a, a drama teacher in Vancouver, when he was like probably in his early 30s. Yeah, no, those stories, about that. yeah, those legal records have surfaced, I think a couple of years ago. Yeah, but like, honestly, I couldn't believe I'm watching it on Friday afternoon, trying to watch your show, and the uh, problem is Kate Daly's on too at the same time, but anyway... I'm watching your show, and I see, I'm watching the screen, and everybody gets up and starts clapping for Biden. No, it's crazy. I thought crazy. he had a bowel movement right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the clown show. It, it, it's definitely the clown show. Thank you for the call. And, and by the way, you bring up John Fetterman. Again, we're having a topic-based discussion today. But I, I could open up the phone lines and say, did you see John Fetterman? Yesterday, is that the real John Fetterman? I I'm not going to do that. I, I want to stick on the topics, though. Uh, we are getting into hour number two, and uh, we're taking so many calls. The uh, subject is getting a little more wide-ranging. Let's see if we can uh, bring it back home, and we go to Christine in New Jersey. Christine, you are on Infowars Sunday Night Live. Go ahead. Hi, Owen. Hello. Um, so, I oh, my God. So I'm like so confused because I really do like um, DeSantis. I like what he's doing in Florida against the vaccine with the grand jury investigation. And they're really coming out, Joe Ladapo. Um, but on the other hand, I don't think it's his time. I think um, that Trump needs to step in for four more years and then DeSantis should come in to play. I think he needs to continue his efforts in Florida. He's making good headway over there. And um, and in a way, I think this Trump-DeSantis war, I think that it's possible that that's, that's a, it's like an act. I, I honestly, I don't think Trump and DeSantis dislike each other. I think maybe they're planning something. They're playing the game, possibly. Well, let me just comment on what you've said so far. Um, I wouldn't, I would not assume that. I don't think that's the case. I think Trump is really sending his people after DeSantis. I think that's legitimate. Um, however, I do think it's the kind of situation where, you know, you can slug it out in the ring and then afterwards give give your opponent a hug or a handshake or whatever. So I think, I think you know, they just look at it all in the game of, of a political war that they're in. I don't really think it's too personal. The attacks might get personal, but I don't think it's personal. And I, I would just say, because you said you worried, don't worry about this. 
This is, look, I, I said this from day one. I'm going to say it again. People are going to make a huge fuss about Donald Trump throwing at DeSantis and punching at DeSantis politically. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it if DeSantis starts punching back. This is all part of the process. And at the end of the day, it's actually going to strengthen things. And I know that that seems counterintuitive at this time, but trust me, this is just, this is, this is the opening rounds of this, you know, the innings number one and two. There's going to be tons of developments in this game before it gets to the finish line. And there's going to be so much that happens between now and 2024 that this, this Trump DeSantis, um, you know, back and forth is going to seem like nothing. I think it's pretty clear. Trump is trying to punch DeSantis out of the race before he even enters it because he knows DeSantis is the biggest threat against him and his ego doesn't want to lose. He wants to win. And so he wants DeSantis out of the way because he believes that 2024 is his race to win. And like you, he believes it's not DeSantis' time. So don't fret too much. Don't let the fighting get under your skin. It's going to be a good thing at the end of the day. It's, 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 it's natural for the political process. And it's just Trump recognizing DeSantis as the top threat in the Republican Party and trying to knock him out of the ring before he even enters it. I thought that, too, as well. Um, I have one other concern. So the New World Order, the globalists, they came all this way. You saw what they did to get where they are right now. They had to knock Trump out the block with all that cheating that they did because he was in their way. Do you think that I have concerns about the election being rigged again. I, I think that that's what they're going to do. They're, it, nothing's going to stop them. They Look what they did last time. So they know that then they're, it's over for them, no matter if DeSantis or Trump gets in. So I think they're going to cheat on the election and concerns because, I mean, I don't know how to stop that. Well, I don't, obviously. I'm not going to stop it, but I'm saying in general, how can that be stopped? I don't think it can. And I'm, that's, I'm not just concerned about the election in general, because if these Democrats get in again, we're done. We're done. We're already done because we have to do a whole other year plus of Biden. Yeah, yeah. And look at the, the destruction and the catastrophic repercussions of that. Like, oh, we're oh done. people are I about to be done. shocked at how much Biden just raised taxes. They just raised mm -hmm. taxes. I mean, well. You thought your bills were already getting higher. Wait till these next round of taxes hit your pocketbook. It's going to be crushing. Wow. All right. Well, I guess that was it. I mean, they, thank you for the call, Christine. I mean, they even had Janet Yellen in a press conference talking about this, and the and the media was shocked at what she was saying. They were like, "Wait a second. So they raised rates, and they're raising taxes. Stop and it. I believe it was Janet Yellen over the weekend, and somebody says. You better quit. So One. how are you going to pay for this? And she says the American people are going to pay a lot higher taxes. Kidding. Oh, my God. So so now you're no. dealing with inflation, Fluffy depression. Dough. I mean, you could say recession. I, I would argue you're in a depression. But, okay, let's find, let's say, we'll say. So you're going to have inflation. You're going to have recession. And now these new taxes are going to crush the middle class. Crush it. They say, this is just raising taxes on the rich. First of all, that's not even true. Second of all, raising taxes on the rich doesn't stop with the rich. Right, Who do you think pays everybody. employers? Who do you think owns the businesses that pays salaries mm -hmm. and, and pensions and all this other stuff? That would be the rich. Yep. So if they have less money, 
It's like the reverse trickle-down theory. Yep. If there is any such thing as a trickle-down theory, they would, you could argue that that's what taxes are supposed to do, is take that money and then they give it to poor people. That's what our, that's what our new socialist government claims that they like to do. But that's not what they do. The trickle-down economic theory is that when you tax the rich, that cost actually trickles down onto the poor. That's the real economic trickle-down theory. When you go after the wealth of the rich, the real pain is felt by the poor. That's your actual, that would be your applicable trickle-down theory that they just made up. There is no real economic theory of trickle-down theory when it comes to free market capitalism. It's just made up. But let's go back to the phone lines and go to Tim in Washington. Tim, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Owen. How's it going? Good. Thanks hey, for the call. I'm just kind of curious, man. Um, would Trump do an actual Nuremberg too? Probably not. I think if, any, okay. if there was going to be any form of justice, it would be, I don't know how he would do it, but he would go after the deep state. I do believe that. Okay, so it went after him, I guess. Too. It's going to be a selfish I thing. Agree. He'll go after the deep state that went after him, just to, just for his ego to say, "See, I told you these were the bad guys, not me." Right. No, I agree. Um, so, you know, with that being said, it, it kind of seems as if like this whole arrest thing might have been a psyop to keep his numbers boosted because he's at this point like tied to them, right? Because if. He can't distance himself from Operation Warp Speed, and if he does, they can just pin it back on him. Isn't he just now, like, married by proxy? I think there's a level of that. I don't know. I, they might have a little bit of an incestuous relationship, but I don't know if I would say that they're married. Right. Now, I'm curious. Uh, is there any such thing as acceptable losses when it comes to dead Americans? I'm not. I, I'm not understanding. Well, okay, so how many Americans perished from Operation Warp Speed? How many of them trusted Trump? Trump's not saying anything, so is he equating to all of those dead Americans as acceptable losses in order to keep his relevancy in this uh, political battle? Because that's what it kind of seems like. Well, I, I, I wouldn't even know if he's thought about it that deeply, to be honest with you. I, I don't even think he has. And if he had, I well, doubt he would be saying what he what he is saying. But maybe maybe that is how he looks at it. Well, that's maybe that's how it does, was. Maybe that's, that's how it was presented to him. Right. It, it would seem that way because it doesn't seem like he has much empathy for the people that are perished or maimed from this. So the whole thing is is that I don't think Trump's going to pull the COVID shot from the child uh, vaccine schedule, and that's that's huge. That's definitely bad. And, and look, here's where I land on with, with this debate, because these are all fair points against Trump. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not playing the, the, the deficient, the, the position of defending Trump here. But this is how I look at it. And I, and I understand that this is a, not a good situation or a way to look at it. But this is the facts. When people bring this up about Trump. And again, this is why I'm not a political purist. I say, look. Did, did you have to take a vaccine because of Donald Trump? Did Donald Trump make you take a vaccine, make you shut down your business? And the truth is no. It wasn't Donald Trump. Now, did Donald Trump help that effort? Yes. Did, did Donald Trump, should he have done more to stop that effort? Yes, absolutely. This is one of the worst things he did politically. But having said that, I, I get why people took the shot. I get why people shut their business downs, uh, down. And so I know that the threats were out there and I know how real that is. 
But having said that, at the end of the day, the issue is that we have to stand against mandates. And sadly, most of the people that put that needle into their arm did it voluntarily, sadly, and shut their business down. Again, I get it. There was punishment. There was all kinds of things that were leveraged against you to put that needle into your arm. It kills me that that's the case. But at the end of the day, it, it, there has to be a level of personal accountability on the American people. There just has to be. And, and I'm coming at this from a non-political purist standpoint. I get the people that say I'll never vote for Trump again because of what he did with Opera Operation Warp Speed. I get that. But most of the people I talk to that feel that way never took the vaccine. So I'm sitting here and I'm saying, okay, you're holding it against Trump for Operation Warp Speed. I get that. But yet here you are. You never shut down your business. You never took that vaccine. Others should have made that same decision. So as, as somebody who's not a political purist, I just, I, I can't say that because of all the mistakes Trump made with the vaccine and the big pharmaceutical companies that I'm not going to vote for him. Uh, there are other factors that outweigh that. People say, well, but again, but the people that died, the people that died. Yeah, we covered here more than anywhere else, folks. I get it. And if more people could have heard InfoWars and if more people would have heard our warnings, but that's why we get censored. So I don't know. There, there's my take on that, Tim. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, well, no. I'm just. I mean, the whole the whole bottom line is it's, it's on the childhood vaccine schedule, and so somebody has to be a leader in this. Now, somebody. I, look, I don't know how difficult this is. I know that when I was a kid, it was probably less difficult because there was less of an imposition. But how hard is it to say you get a religious exemption or whatever other exemption to not? be forced to take those vaccines? Um, my ex had to move out of state because there was no more exemption. My child is living in Idaho now because there's just no more exemptions. That's how draconian it's getting. And that's They're what the governor, uh, Isley, uh, what's his name? Inslee. Inslee. Governor Inslee. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, this is all, this is all West UN propaganda that's like trickled down. And we need we need a leader that's actually going to say these things. So I mean, I went over trying to veer off topic, but it all comes back into play is that these programs, right? I mean, if Trump wants to really step up and do something for America, he needs to say the right things and be the leader that we need right now, not the boomer cowboy that he thinks he was going to be, but the actual badass that he needs to be. So, God bless. You guys have a great night. All right, Tim, thanks for the call. All right, we've got one more segment left here. I've got one break and then another 30-minute segment, and we're going to take all the remaining callers that we have on the line. So if we've taken your name, I'm going to do my best to take all the calls in the last 30 minutes, and I think we should have time. We may even have extra time if we're efficient with our time. Remember, though, I love hearing the callers call in and rave about the turmeric toothpaste from InfoWarsStore.com. There's a reason why it's selling out, obviously, because you guys are all going to InfoWarsStore.com and getting it and loving it. So try it before it sells out, InfoWarsStore.com. The Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste selling out fast. You hear all the callers talking about it. It's selling out fast at InfoWarsStore.com. Final segment here of InfoWars Sunday Night Live brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. The subject of Trump versus DeSantis and everything surrounding it has been the topic of discussion. And, you know, here's what 
we have to do as well. And I'm going to find the balance of this myself. Quiet. And that is, you notice, see, traditionally Quiet. in politics, the debate used to occur between the left and the right. And this was welcomed, and this was invited, and this was part of the process. Well, you don't really get that. There's been a void there. You can't debate with the left anymore for a couple of reasons. The main issues, one being the left is totally brainwashed, propagandized, and they can't even think anymore, so they just parrot propaganda. But two, the left just doesn't debate. They, they will not accept invitations for debates. They will not debate the, debate the intellectual leaders on the right. They, they cancel actual political debates, presidential debates. And they can't debate because it always comes down to the same thing. You're a racist, you're a transphobe, you're whatever else, and so therefore your opinion doesn't even matter. So it doesn't matter if you're right about everything and you win the debate, they just have the qualifier of, well, it doesn't matter because you're a racist. So we have to have these debates. So these are the real debates. These are the real intellectual debates. They're all happening inside the right-wing populist America First movement. So we can't shy away from this. I think we have to invite this and welcome this because it has its own political gravity to it. And it'll just show how, you know, maybe this new right-wing isn't as closed off and intolerant as we thought. There's all kinds of ideas and debates being debated and brandied about. So it seems like this is the only place to even have an intellectual, an intellectual discourse politically is internally in the right-wing populist movement. And so having topic discussions like this are good right here at the InfoWars headquarters, the mothership of true political discourse and debate, censor-free. And I say that ironically, being as how we're the most censored in the world, that's because we're uncensored. See that paradox? We are the least censored, least controlled group on the face of the media. And so therefore, we're the most censored. <laughs> you get that paradox? That's how it works. But I, I need to go back to the calls or I won't have time for everybody. So we're listener supported. Your support at InfoWarsStore.com makes everything we do here possible. If you don't want to get a tube of the great toothpaste that's selling out right now, you can go right to the Donate tab, make a donation, keep us on the air. We thank you for it. Let's go to Donna. She's right here in Austin, Texas. Donna, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Owen. Donna here, your neighbor in Austin. Um, oh, really? You. So, yeah. You mean yeah. you're literally my neighbor? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Austin neighbor. I'm in the vicinity because um, it's like all yeah. my neighbors know what's going on. They all listen to the show and everything. So I, I don't know if you're actually in my neighborhood or not. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not in your, your your local neighborhood, just in Austin. Got you. Go ahead. So, yeah. Well, I just wanted to call and just say, you know, just from my perspective between Trump and DeSantis, I believe that Trump has an anointing on his life. I don't sense that as much, even though I feel DeSantis is a you know, great governor. I believe there's a spiritual anointing. And so I wanted to, you know, just voice and share that no, right now, that. especially for all of us to unite in our divinity, and I say specifically in Christ, to unite and literally pray as much as you can for everybody, but specifically for Trump right now with the case. Because even one prayer from one person in Christ, because Christ, when we're united, it's the most powerful 
force on this planet. So our unity in Christ, our prayer in Christ to cover Trump, shield Trump, protect Trump, that's what's going to do it. So I just want to encourage that unity. And one other thing is I wanted to share this. I wanted to do this, Owen, for, for quite a while because it's about unity in Christ. And I believe that our power in Christ is what's going to make everything righteous happen. And so there's a song actually called We Are One. And it's my song. Okay, so I am telling you about my song. But the lyrics literally are, it was years ago that I did it, but it's today. The lyrics are, we are one, unified, side by side to glorify him. Hand in hand, we will stand. Nothing will tear us apart. Children of the great I am, mothers, daughters, fathers, and sons. And I just, you know, I share that not just for myself, but that song, when we unite in Christ, and if we have a song, we are one, you know, that we can sing to and stand together. And I'd be humbly so grateful if you would even listen to it sometime. Because that song, it can inspire us. So that's it. Just stand in unity in Christ. Wait a second now. Wait a second now. Did you write the song? It's my song. Yes. So you performed the song. Yeah, I'm a recording artist. I've, it's a worship song. It actually got Best Worship Song in 2008, I believe, at the GMA Awards. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Wow. Because here's the deal. The odds of me finding your song and, and on the Internet are, are extremely slim, combined with the odds that I'm going to remember and try later tonight, almost impossible. So how about this, Donna? You want me to hear your song? I'll give you a chance to perform it right now. Would you, would you care to do that for me? Okay, just a little clip. Pressure's on. Can you, let's see it. Be the winner. Okay. We have one, we have one, unified side by side to glorify him. We have one, we have one, hand in hand we will stand, children of the great I am. Mothers, daughters, fathers, and sons, we are one. Of course, I'm nervous now. I got millions listening. But it's, yeah, there you go. (laughs) We're all cheering you on here, Donna. We loved it. So there you go. I'm honored. I'm honored for that. That was incredible being put on the spot like that. Yeah, Yeah, because it's our unity in Christ. Christ, that is the most powerful Force. And when we pray, when we stand together, like the song says, we are one. Come on, sing it together. We are one. The lyric is nothing will tear us apart. It's a strong song. So you can see it on YouTube and go to my link tree, Donna K. Faulkner. Link All right. Donna yes, K. Faulkner and you can hear it. Awesome. So great stuff, bless Donna. You. No, bless you. Was, Christ, thank you for y'all. thank you for blessing us with your Beautiful gift tonight. That that yeah, is that, that great. is great. That is wonderful. All right, let's now go to Chris in Washington. Chris, you're on Infowars Sunday Night Live. Go ahead. All right, it's an honor as always. Uh, what are you going to do? Could... How are you going to follow that? You got to perform. What you got to like a violin or a fiddle or something? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I think I think uh, yeah, she was on the spot, but I I think she definitely blows that song out. I'd like to hear the whole thing. All right, well, I guess we'll just have to go back to politics with Chris then. <laughs> 
Hey, so uh, yeah, I, I wish I could speak to the turmeric toothpaste. I do have been buying uh, the bodies for years, and uh, literally my wife took it to a doctor when she was having a like a cyst on her spine that they couldn't explain, and uh, mm. he, he honestly.